Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Thursday. It's Thursday. It's the day before our special lecture series. Yes, with Dr. Buddy Payne on the question, can Christianity and science agree? I am excited about that. Got a couple of different lessons. It's going to be Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Friday and Saturday will be at 7. Sunday evening will be at our usual evening class time at 5 o'clock. So there's that little bitty difference. You can find out a whole lot more about that by going to christiansmeethere.org. You can get our times. You can get our location how to get there. As we pointed out yesterday, if you do not live within driving distance, feel free to pick up the live stream. You can find that on our website. We also have a YouTube channel that you can get to from our website or you can search for us there. And if, uh, if you're just not able to listen this weekend, it'll be archived there on YouTube. It'll be archived on our website. You can come back to that and listen to the audio on our website, watch the video on YouTube in, in days to come. But we so. would love for you to be in the room and just remind you, Dr. Payne's not going to run off when things are over. He's very accessible and you mm-hmm. can talk to him and ask him questions about the things he shares with us. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a really neat opportunity. And interestingly, I'll just go ahead and say this for, for Buddy's benefit because he really hates it when we call him Dr. Payne. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of our shepherds. He's our brother in Christ. Or really one of the reasons why we bring that well, up. Well, he is wears a lot of hats. He does wear a lot of hats. The yeah. reasons why we bring that up, and in this particular series, to just try to highlight to people, is because if you have friends that are skeptics, mm-hmm. if you have friends that are atheists who just can't imagine, and right. they, they, just, they just can't think that anyone in one of our churches would have the education to talk about these things, we want to highlight that Brother Payne is, in fact, Credentialed, he's Credentialed, educated. Yeah. He does have his PhD, mm-hmm. and he has studied uh, chemistry. He studied math. These are things that he is qualified to talk about from a spiritual standpoint, as well as from an educational and scientific standpoint. And he's going to give us a lot of good insights. So I want to invite you to come to that. But before we use up yeah, all our time yeah. and uh, not well, get to talk about Psalm sixty-two, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about Psalm sixty-two. Why don't you read that for us? Yeah, I've got that from the New Century Version today. Psalm sixty-two. For the director of music, for Jeduthun, a song of David. I wait patiently for God, only he can save me. He is my rock who saves me. He protects me like a strong walled city. I will not be defeated. How long will you attack me? Will all of you throw me down? I am like a leaning wall, like a fence ready to fall. You are planning to make me fall. You enjoy telling lies about me. With your mouth, you bless me, but in your heart, you curse me. I wait patiently for God to save me. Only he gives me hope. He is my rock who saves me. He protects me like a strong walled city. I will not be defeated. My honor and salvation come from God. He is my mighty rock and my protection. People, trust God all the time. Tell him all your problems. God is our protection. People are only a breath. Even the greatest men are just a lie. On the scales, they weigh nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Do not trust in force. Stealing is of no use. Even if you gain more riches, don't put your trust in them. God has said this, and I have heard it over and over. God, you are strong. Lord, you are loving. You reward a person 
for what he does. We said yesterday, I, in fact, we, we've been saying all week long that David in this psalm is, is about God alone. God alone is where my salvation is. But that causes us to ask the question, what are the other options? Yesterday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we talked about the option of people, and we, we marked that off the list. People are not going to provide salvation. In fact, in this psalm, it's the people that are causing the problem. Right. And while God while God himself will use people at times as his instruments to, yeah. to help and strengthen, it, the true help is God who, who is behind those people, who are lifting those people up. It's not the people themselves. And one of the things that he points out about the people, and I know we're going to move on from that, but we didn't talk about it yesterday, is is the problem with when people are two-faced. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one, of the, one of the issues, we, we were kind of joking at the end, people can be, you know, full of hot air. But but he was saying, you know, that they're saying one thing to my face, mm-hmm. in their heart they are cursing me. Yes. And sometimes we have trust issues with people, and a, a recurring theme about the psalm is being betrayed by people. And I just say all that to say, God is never two-faced. He always says exactly what he means. Yes. He is forthright and upfront with where he stands. It's a reason to trust God. And I know I'm a James Hammer, but I, I forgot to bring this up yesterday about that point, because in James, it talked about the tongue and how some yes. people bless God and curse men with mm-hmm. the same mouth. While the psalm is not talking about the cursings and blessings coming out of the mouth, it is that same point, that there's there's blessing inside this person, but actually in the heart, there is cursing. Right. And my brethren, these things ought not be so. It just shouldn't be like that. But there's another option, another option that people often turn to for salvation. And we see it talked about here in this psalm. And that option is money, the riches, wealth, Mm -hmm. finances. Yes. And the, the idea that maybe if I were to tax my people, I'd get enough money to deliver from whoever this is that's attacking me. Or maybe I could pay a neighboring kingdom to yeah. send mercenaries and an army, and that will deliver me. Or maybe I could just pay those people off, and they'll leave me alone. Maybe if I gave them more money. You remember Saul at times, that's, the, that's kind of the approach he took when he got upset. Mm-hmm. He says, are you people who haven't told me about my son, Jonathan, do you think David's going to give you lands? Do you think David's going to take care of you financially? That was that was the, the kind of thing that he would say to people. I mean, I love that because even when David went uh, to fight Goliath, Saul was trying to incentivize anybody to go be the champion. Yeah. And he was promising him uh, power and glory in his daughter's hand in marriage. Yes. So riches, wealth, he says, this this is not, you're not going to find it here. Specifically, what we have is in verse 10, put no trust in extortion, set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Well, now that's interesting. Uh, it's a little different in what I read with the New Century Version. Do not trust in force. Stealing is of no use. And I think about what people will go to, the lengths that people will go to, to get money. Yes. And why are you willing to go to those lengths to to risk, you know, uh, crime and prosecution, all those sorts of things? Boy, because you really trust it, don't you? You yes. really think that's the answer. I think we need to understand what this verse is not saying. This verse is not saying oppression, force, is bad, robbery is bad, so don't trust money that comes from them. What this verse is saying is, don't set your hope on riches. Riches won't provide you yeah. with salvation. Don't set your heart on riches. And and if and if riches even lawfully gained are not something I can set my heart on, how much more riches unlawfully gained? Yeah. Because now not only am I adding a, a, a bad hope, a bad trust, now I'm actually adding sin on top right. of that. As if, well, look, what I need is money. And so, you know what? I'll do anything. I'll do anything to get the money. 
I'll do anything to get the money. And I'll I'll, I'll oppress people. I'll, I'll, you know what? That is the statement of desperation right there, yeah. isn't it? I think about James, which yeah. we studied just a few weeks ago. In James chapter 5, as it talks about this, he, he says, verse, all right, verse 1, James 5, 1, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for their miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted, your garments are moth-eaten, your gold and silver have corroded. Their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You've laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you have kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. That's the oppression. That's the forcing that this verse in Psalms is talking about. Somebody who is the owner of the land, and he's not paying his laborers. He's forcing them to work, but he won't pay them so that he can keep the money and store up treasure. And in James, he's probably a Christian. (laughs) You know, you've got... Christians who are putting these kinds of trust in riches and being oppressive and wicked about those things, showing how far the heart can flee a true love and devotion to God. As for the rich, Paul says in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They're to do That's good. not in James. Did I say James? No, you didn't say anything. Oh. You just said God said. Yeah, Paul <laughs> says this. He says this to Timothy. This is in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Okay. Yeah, they're to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Don't put your hope on money. Now, look, he, he admits... Even if you have money. Yeah, he yeah. admits there are some Christians that are well off. Mm-hmm. He says, don't put your hope in that. Yeah. Rather, use that to serve other peoples. The way we store up treasures in heaven is by using the treasures down here to serve and share with others in need. So a little bit before you're reading, it's in Timothy. It talks about how the love of money is the root of... All kinds of evil. All kinds of evil. Yeah, and many by that craving... Mm-hmm. have pierced themselves with pangs. Yeah. And it, it's it, if you if you desire to get rich, he says, you will fall into a temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires. But Edwin, what if it's I don't desire to be rich, I just really need the money. I just really need the money. <laughs> well, look, there we we live in a world that takes money to go round. Yeah, we do. And what the scripture says is seek first the kingdom and God will provide all this other for us. The Gentiles seek after all of that. The Gentiles, mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. need this money, so what I've got to be doing is seeking money. Right. That's Jesus. That's Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And what he points out is that what we need to do is seek first God's kingdom. When we seek his kingdom, he will provide yes. the rest for us. And here we have David. And you know what? Look, there's a part of me, the cynical part of me that says, well, sure, David can say that. He's the king. <laughs> He's got money. But you know, he started out as a shepherd boy. He did. He started out as a shepherd. And his point being that even though all of that is threatened by whoever is attacking him, he mm-hmm. knows that it's not the money that's going to save him. Right. It's God that's going to save him. Right. Don't set your heart on money. Set your heart on God. Yeah. Because in the end, I mean, it doesn't matter whatever these temporal deliverances we might have, sooner or later, where we're going to end up is dead. Right. And all that money is not going to help us then. What we need at that moment is God. It's like that old expression, I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Yeah, no kidding. 
No kidding. I'm sure there's a meme of that on Facebook, though. Now that you've said it, somebody will send it to you. So, yeah. Well, like I said, I've heard it. I've heard it said. I've never seen a hearse well, but pulling a U-Haul. That's the point, is that all of that gets left behind. And yeah. what, what I do is hang on to those things. And this is what God is pointing out to me. He says, look, this world and all the stuff that's of it and in it is all going to burn up. Yeah. And if what you're doing is hanging on to that instead of turning to God, is when this all burns up, and we'll be in the fire. Yeah. And it, and it's that contrast between the, the weak leaning fence versus the strong tower, which is God. And mm. so we don't need to be tricked. We don't need to be deceived about those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and wrap up here. Holy God, thank you so much for what the psalm is teaching us about you, about how we can rely on you, that's removing the false hopes that we have, that causes us to remember that while you may use as your instruments the money of this world, you may use as your instruments the people that are around us. And when you do that, we are so thankful and help us to to, to rely on you through those means as you're actually doing that. But help us not to set our heart on those things. Help us to remember that what matters most is you, the giver, not the gifts. And may our heart be focused on you, Lord God, whom do we have in heaven but you, and we desire nothing on earth beside you. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, you can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.